Welcome to Soul Wisdom Transitions, the podcast that explores the spiritual and emotional transitions that shape our lives. I'm your host, Terry, and in each episode, we'll be diving deep into the stories, insights, and messages we have all received over the course of our lives. I call these messages our PTS, post-traumatic stories. During each episode, we will explore how to identify our stories, when and how they started, and most importantly, how to change our reaction to our triggers into a response that will enable us to experience the outcome we desire. From navigating grief and loss to exploring new paths of self-discovery and growth, Soul Wisdom Transitions is your guide to overcoming life's challenges and triggers with grace, resilience, and authenticity. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey of discovery and transformation. Welcome, Seekers of Truth and Wisdom, to Soul Wisdom Transitions, where we embrace the magical dance between the mind, the body, and the spirit. This sacred space is dedicated to guiding you on a soulful journey of self-discovery, personal growth, and spiritual awakening. Get ready to harness the power within as we embark on a transformational odyssey towards a more enlightened and fulfilling existence. Open your hearts and minds for the wisdom of the soul awaits. Here at Soul Wisdom Transitions, we explore the various stages of personal transformation, spiritual growth, and getting comfortable with connecting to and listening to our soul wisdom. I am your host, Terry, and in today's episode, we're going to explore self-reflection and questioning our inner stories. Self-reflection is a process of examining, exploring, and contemplating one's thoughts, feelings, experiences, actions, and beliefs. It involves looking inward to gain insight into oneself, understanding your personal motivations, and assessing your strengths and weaknesses, and recognizing the patterns of behavior or thought. And that is something we've talked about on prior episodes of recognizing your patterns of reactivity and your triggers and... When you become aware of those, that gives you the opportunity to choose to respond instead of react. So self-reflection often involves introspection, mindfulness, and critical thinking to foster personal growth, self-awareness, and emotional intelligence. It can occur through various practices such as journaling, meditation, therapy, and thoughtful contemplation. All of these things we've talked about on prior episodes. One thing I'd like to add there is some of us are not open to going to a talk therapist, and that's fine. You know, for me, I don't want to go sit in an office and talk to someone surrounded by a bunch of therapy books and, you know, just coffee table chairs. For me... I go to an arena and I coach with my horses and that is technically what I do is equine gestalt coaching and you can get more information on my coaching website, which is beginagainranch.com, 
But back to self-reflection. Self-reflection is a really valuable tool for gaining, gaining clarity and learning from past experiences so that you can make informed decisions and develop a deeper understanding of yourself. It can also be very challenging at times, especially when delving into deeper aspects of one's thoughts, emotions, and experiences. Now, some reasons why self-reflection can be perceived as difficult is it can be emotionally intense. Self-reflection often involves exploring one's emotions, which can be intense and complex. Contemplating, you know, just bringing up feelings of insecurity, fear, vulnerability, and it may feel very uncomfortable or overwhelming. That's to be expected. Self-reflection is not something we're taught as younglings. And one of the things you can do with your own kids, nieces, nephews, you know, whenever you come in contact with little ones, when they do something that's air quoting, not acceptable, instead of yelling at them or, you know, making them feel bad, just say, gosh, you know, Tracy, you know, why did you make that choice? Why was hitting the dog okay? Help me understand. Don't put it on them. Put it on yourself. Help me understand why you thought that was okay. And then explore that with them. Was it really okay? Would you like it if someone came up and, and hit you because you didn't understand something? Well, let's help them understand where that came from and why they made that decision. That's teaching them to be self-reflective at a very young age, which will be helpful as they grow older. Another challenge of self-reflection can be unpredictable discoveries. So the process of self-reflection can lead to unexpected discoveries about yourself, including past traumas, deep-seated beliefs or patterns of behavior, and such revelations may be very difficult to process. And that's what I do with my clients by unraveling their post-traumatic stories. So we unravel the PTS. And what I did in my first book, Finding True Purpose, I had to unravel my own stories and do a lot of self-reflecting. And writing it all out was a very cathartic process for me. And if you're writing your own stories... It can be very cathartic. It can also be enlightening and it can also be, holy crap, did I really do that? Are we perfect? No. Have we made mistakes? Absolutely. Are we going to make mistakes in the future? Damn right. But we can be self-reflective and say, oh, wow, okay. Thinking about that, I can understand why I made that choice. It wasn't the right choice. But now that I'm reflecting on it and looking back on it and knowing what I know now about connecting to my soul wisdom, I didn't connect to my soul wisdom when I made that bad choice. So that's what we hear is to, you know, help us reconnect to our soul wisdom. So back to our self-reflection, it's also self-criticism. You may find it very challenging to face your own shortcomings and your mistakes, which we just talked about, and the areas that you need improvement. Self-criticism can hinder the willingness to engage in genuine self-reflection. So 
we're very good at self-criticism. And many times, you know, we'll, we'll get down on ourselves or, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I am so stupid. How did I do that? Just we're harder on ourselves than we are on the ones we love. And think about that for a minute. Shouldn't you love yourself at least as much as you do the members of your family or your best friend? You know, if your best friend makes a mistake, are you going to harp on her and say, oh, my God, I can't believe you were so stupid? No, you're going to say, wow, okay. Well, that didn't work out. What made you make that decision? What was it that made you think that was okay? And again, it's a self-reflection. It's their self-reflection. It's helping them understand why we make the choices we make. And another challenging thing for self-reflection is it takes time and patience. So engaging in meaningful self-reflection requires time, patience, and commitment. And in today's fast-paced world, carving out a few moments for introspection can be very challenging. What I like to do is first thing in the morning, as many of you know, I have a herd of horses that I have to take care of and I get up at five o'clock every morning, no matter what the weather, no matter how much snow is out there, no matter how many degrees below zero it is, I have to go out and take care of the herd, which I do. Then I come in, take care of the dogs, get a cup of coffee, And then I sit quietly all by myself. My husband is still upstairs sleeping. I sit quietly in the dark all by myself and do a little bit of reflection. Okay, what was it that worked pretty good yesterday? What was it that didn't work too good yesterday? How can I do better this today? Is there something that triggers me that I'm expecting to happen today? Can I be aware of it? I know it's coming up. I can choose to respond. So this is all, you know, self-reflection. I'm giving myself the time to not plan out my day because things go sideways and you can't plan everything. But, you know, looking at your schedule and looking at your calendar, you can say, okay, look, I've got like three things happening at 11. That's going to get a little dicey. I need to be aware of it. I need to think about what might cause me to react so that I can preemptively choose to respond. It's all self-reflection. You know, you know yourself better than you think you do. Another challenge for self-reflection is vulnerability. Opening up yourself and examining personal vulnerabilities takes a lot of courage. It can be frightening to expose your innermost thoughts and feelings, leading to a reluctance to engage in self-reflection. But think about that. You're exposing your innermost thoughts and feelings just to yourself. You're not sharing this with anyone. This is just between you and you. And it's not going to go anywhere unless you want to share it with someone. If you do, great. If you don't, that's fine too. So despite all those challenges, the rewards of self-reflection, such as personal growth, enhanced self-awareness, and improved decision-making 
really outweigh the difficulties. By recognizing and acknowledging the obstacles, you can approach self-reflection with compassion, patience, and a growth mindset. It's important to remember that self-reflection is a journey, and it's okay to take small steps at your comfortable pace. Seeking support from friends, mentors, or mental health professionals can also make the process of self-reflection more manageable. And please, by all means, reach out to me if you need some help or if you need some clarity, uh, if you need to just get a little more understanding of what this is and how it can help you. Uh, All of my contact information are in the show notes. So, you know, send me an email, reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk with you and give you more insight as to how this has helped me and how it can help you. So incorporating self-reflection into your daily routine can be a highly beneficial for personal growth and self-awareness. Some tips to help you integrate self-reflection in your daily life is, as I mentioned what I do, your morning mindfulness. You know, start your day with a few minutes of mindfulness or meditation like I do. Take a few deep breaths Focus on the present moment and set a positive intention for the days ahead. We did that at the beginning of the year. Instead of setting goals, I set yearly intentions. Goals just, for me, just have a heavy connotation. They're very heavy, must, absolute, whereas an intention, it gives me more leeway to be flexible, to be organic, And it's not like I have to do this by Friday. Yeah, my intention is to get this done at the end of the week. That's what works for me. Now, if goal setting works for you, by all means, do that. But for me, it's intentions. It gives me the leeway of saying, oh, look at that. I got this done before I my intention. It's okay. Even better. Opens you up for more intentions. Another way to self-reflect is to journal. Dedicate a time each day to journal your thoughts, your feelings, your expressions, your experiences. Write about your intentions, your challenges, your achievements, and your areas of improvement. Reflect on what you're grateful for and what you hope to accomplish. I have a gratitude journal And every day, every morning, I write five things that I'm grateful for. It could be something as mundane as my washing machine. You know, I don't have to take the clothes down to a laundromat or out to the river and beat them with a rock. I'm grateful for my, on Mondays when I do my laundry, I'm grateful for my washing machine. Many, many times, many times during the week, frequently... (laughs) I write, I am grateful for the abundance in my life. I am grateful for all the opportunities that are showing up in my life, which just is part of my intention for the year. I am grateful for the new friendships and connections I've made in just this first month. Yeah, we're just, uh, we're recording this on February 1st. I know it'll come out in two weeks, but you know, we're just getting into the second month of the year and I've made, you know, at least two really good connections for people that I didn't know before meeting them for coffee. 
So also with self-reflection, have a regular check-in. Schedule a short check-in session with yourself throughout the day. Maybe just before you stop for lunch, just do a little check-in. How's it going? How did the morning go? Ask yourself how you're feeling, what's on your mind, and whether your actions are aligning with your values. You know, sometimes those of us who work in a corporate environment, doing what we need to get through the day sometimes conflict with our values. And you have to decide for yourself if the means justifies the end. If you're asked to do something that really crosses your line, it's okay to say no. Might you lose your job? You might. But do you really want to be there anyway? Is it really feeding your soul? Are you fulfilling your life purpose? You know, if you're in that type of environment, maybe not. Some of us who are really wanting to do entrepreneurship and start our own business, we have to stay in the nine to five job to pay the bills and to take the classes and get the certification or the equipment or whatever it is you need for your new business. And that's okay too. You know, sometimes you just have to say, I just need to put that value on the back burner today and get through this so that I can buy that new software that I need for editing my podcast. You know, you do what you have to. Sometimes you have to just, you know, quiet those values. Sometimes they're drop dead, absolutely not, not crossing that line, not going to happen. So self-reflection will help you decide what that is. So something I also do, it's an evening reflection. So just before bed, I take a few minutes to reflect on the events of my day. I consider what went well, what lessons I learned, how I could approach situations differently and in the future. And it can help gain insight and prepare you for the next day. So one of the mindfulness, uh, you know, one of the self-reflections, you might, and I have done this, you know, you paid for a whatever business course you need or writer's course you need or podcasting course you need, and you are disappointed at the end of the webinar or whatever. And yet by reflecting on it, there's probably something that you can find that you learned that actually will help you. And even more important, you learned what isn't going to work for you. So you don't have to waste your time on that. So it was an overall learning experience, good and bad. But by reflecting on it, you can figure that out and say, you know, I really didn't like, you know, X. Or whatever. For me, I was working with a business coach and she said, you know, when you set, uh, you, when you, you schedule a, a workshop, what I need you to do is call 10 people every day and say, hey, I'm putting this workshop together and I really thought of you and I want to invite you. Well, that just goes against everything that I hold dear because I know for myself, if someone called and said that to me, it's like, no, you're not. I'm just on your list and you're going through the list and you're trying to fill your workshop. I get that, but it's not something I was comfortable doing. And 
you know, that's okay. I chose not to do that. I learned what wasn't going to work for me. And that was a good thing. So what you also can do is have mindful moments. And I know this is a lot. I'm kind of pushing everything. You don't have to do this everything every day. But just pick out a few that work for you. Even by listening to this podcast, you're learning things that will work for you. And you're learning things that won't. And that's a learning thing. That's you've you've got, you know, you've got an education. It's like, oh, my God, I would never do that. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. This is what, you know, some of these things are what works for me. And like I just said, I don't do all of these every day. Just, you know, one or two every other day. There are some things that I do every day. My morning mindfulness, my gratitude journal that I do every day. So one of the things you can also do for a self-reflection is develop a set of self-check questions that are specific to you and you can regularly ask yourself. And these questions can prompt a deeper reflection, a self-assessment, and help you gain clarity about your thoughts, feelings, and actions. And they're going to be unique to you. So you can also do an emotional check-in. And just take the time to identify and understand your emotions throughout the day. And that is becoming aware of your triggers. You know, you can be all of a sudden high anxiety. What was the trigger? What set you off? Be self-reflective and just say, okay, you know, every time my boss says X, I know it's going to make more work for me. So I get anxious and anxiety and, uh, you know. So you know what your triggers are. You can be self-reflective. Acknowledge the feelings and explore the reasons behind them, allowing yourself to process and to respond to them constructively. Don't beat yourself up. We are who we are. And this is just unraveling part of your stories. And whenever you feel overwhelmed, stressed, or uncertain, just take a deep breath, take a moment to pause, Think about the situation. This can help you gain perspective and choose a thoughtful course or action. So incorporating these practices into your daily routine, and as I said, you don't have to do all of them. Pick one or two that work for you. Give it a try. You can nurture a habit of self-reflection, leading to greater self-awareness, improved decision-making, and a deeper understanding of yourself. And that deeper understanding of yourself will open you up to hear the whispers of your soul wisdom. If you're self-reflecting, your soul wisdom might come through and say, you know, that's a line you can't cross. And acknowledge that. That's a self-reflection. It's like, okay, I've gotten quiet. I can hear my whispers. So it's all relative. It's all, you know, take what works for you and what doesn't. And as I said, if you need help with this, you want more information, please reach out to me. As I said, all my contact information is in the show notes. I'd be happy to help. Happy to help you uh, guide you through things, see what works, what doesn't work, give you more information. We'll go more in depth one-on-one, which will be helpful. And, you know, I really encourage you to give self-reflection a try. It doesn't take long. Just a few minutes every day. As I said, pick one or two things and just give it a try and just see what comes up. 
and some crap is going to come up, that's okay. You have to know all about yourself. And when the crap comes up, take a moment and say, what is the story that I'm telling myself about that? Why am I reacting this way? What is the trigger that sets me off? You know, it's just more understanding of who we are as people, who you are as a person. And the, the more you do that, the more your soul wisdom is not going to have to shout at you to get your attention. Your soul wisdom will be able to whisper in your ear as you're being quiet. And you can say, oh, okay, I really do know what's best for me. So before we close, as I usually do, I'd like to share with you today's Fan of the Week review. This is from M. Sorrow. And M. writes, I don't know, male, female, non-binary, doesn't matter. I love the premise of this podcast. Learning to listen to the whispers of our soul is the ultimate gateway to being in alignment in all areas of life and business. I can't wait to listen to more episodes as they drop. Thank you, M. Sorrow. would love to connect with you. Please reach out through the contacts in the show notes. And if you want to be a Soul Wisdom Transitions fan of the week, please go to the Apple Podcasts and leave a review so I can add you to my fan list. And be reflective. Just give it some thought. Take a moment. And, yeah, we don't change overnight. But the more you're aware, the more you can catch yourself. And instead of reacting, you can choose to respond and know why you're reacting the way you are. So that concludes our episode for today. Thank you for tuning in to Soul Wisdom Transitions. Remember, as you navigate through the twists and turns of life transitions, trust in the wisdom of your soul. Embrace the lessons, honor your growth, and always remain open to the guidance that comes your way. Until we reconvene for our next soul-stirring conversation, may you continue to blossom into the highest version of yourself, embrace the beauty of your journey, and always be guided by the whispers of your soul. Stay tuned for more soulful wisdom on Soul Wisdom Transitions. Until next time, take care, stay curious, and keep flowing with the rhythms of your soul. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on Soul Wisdom Transitions. I hope you found value in today's episode. If you enjoyed the content and would like to support my podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. Your feedback and suggestions are essential to my growth and improvement. If you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover, you can reach me at terry at beginagainranch.com. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to stay updated on future episodes and exclusive content. Remember, your soul wisdom is your power. Keep exploring, keep growing, and keep shining your light through life's transitions. Until next time, this is Terry, your soul wisdom guide, signing off for now, and may your journey be filled with boundless soul wisdom. <laughs>